Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. Let's say you are going to, you just bought a house and you're going to start like tooling up because you're going to start going. You want to update your tools. So the first question I have for you is what are you going to be doing with these tools? Are you doing a major house renovation or are you just hanging up pictures? You're going to build a couple little projects, that kind of thing. You don't need anything crazy. You can go out and get, you know, a Porter cable, uh, a Craftsman, you know, a Ryobi, one of those. One of those will work great for you. But if you're going to be like, okay, I'm tearing this house down to the studs. Maybe you want the Milwaukee or the Porter Cable or the Metabo or or the, you know, any one of the different uh, Makitas. All those different kind of more professional-esque brands. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know. But we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source every single week. Thanks for joining us. We've got a fun power tool segment today, don't we, Caroline? I love power tools. <laughs> tools. We love tools. Tools and stuff. And you know, that's the fun thing with tools is that uh, I think it's a, it's a thing that goes across home improvement is that no matter how many tools you have, there's always just that one more that you need. Now, if I only had that one, it's funny like how a lot it works. Of tools. <laughs> You're a tool I do. guy. <laughs> I'm a tool guy, no question. <laughs> First, I wanted to talk about today that that you know everybody gets so brand oriented on tools. It's like, and I mean this like guys and even girls in trucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Ford truck is better than your Dodge, and my <laughs> Dodge is better than your Chevy, and my Toyota is better than your Ford. Or Nissan or whatever. It's or it's always jag. like the battle. My Jag. Oh, is better your than your Jag, Benz. your delicate Jag, <laughs> the Jag. No, I can I can make fun of Jags because we are a Jag owner as well. So uh, Eric knows. <laughs> and and if you own a Jag, at some point you're going to get to know your dealer really really well. And Not I think my you're about jag. ready to get there. Not my first Jag, but my new Jag <laughs> seems to have a problem. I know it. You got that thing's brand new. It's got hundreds <laughs> of miles on it. And uh, the Jaguar electrical <laughs> issues, the gremlins are already being released. <laughs> no screen, no, no backup camera today, no screen, no radio, like just driving down the road, taking a nice cruise. And it's like out, nothing. Yep. But it's, I, oh, I wanted to you. report to you. It is back up and running. I let it sit for a while and do its thing. And the gremlins worked themselves out. And now it was good to go. Give it some tea. That way it could have a proper <laughs> morning tea and it'll be fine. It knew I was going to work on it with some tools. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, uh oh, I got to start working again. This isn't going to go well. That's how it goes. Well, let's talk about tools. You know, when it comes down to tools, though, there's tool brands. And everybody is, you know, like we were saying, tool brands, everybody gets hung up on tool brands. 
But I wanted to just talk about kind of in this segment first before we get into kind of our five top favorite tools that everybody should have. And I've Mm -hmm. got some runners up in there as well that I think are important. But there's only less than a dozen major tool manufacturers out there. And this is the one that gets really interesting. So let's bring up one. This is really popular. Stanley Black & Decker. Love Mm -hmm. this company. They've got some great stuff. They've been around forever. But they own DeWalt, Irwin, of course, Stanley, Mm, Lennox. Sneaky devils. Yeah, Bostitch, (laughs) Porter Cable, Craftsman. Craftsman. So this is something. Yeah. So this is something that we did that was an interesting test that we did, oh, two and a half years ago. Is we bought the similar models of the DeWalt, the Porter Cable, and the Craftsman drill. Hmm. And we took them apart. And inside were the exact same parts. Busted. Exact. (laughs) I mean, yeah, exact. Exact. (laughs) You know, and it's. The truth is out, folks. So, you know, here's the thing. So I would not get hung up so much on brand because Porter Cable is a very cost-effective brand. Now, do I think that maybe their better batteries probably go into the DeWalt versus the Craftsman and the Porter Cable? Yeah, there could be some quality differences there where they're like, okay, Hmm. we're going to test these. The best go to here, the mid-range is here. and I mean, there could be some quality differences there. Yeah, of course. But but when you get into it... Mm -hmm. It's the same tool. It's the same tool. Um, and that was interesting, you know, and, and it comes over to, for instance, um, TTI, which everybody goes, who's TTI? Well, TTI is, well, the tools that are behind me, Milwaukee, Ryobi, or Ryobi is how they say it, Dirt Devil, Empire, Auric, hmm. uh, Homelight, Hoover, uh, Stiletto Hammers, Rigid, so there's a lot of different companies there. I'm hearing a lot of sponsors and, for our show, Eric. Like right? sponsor, <laughs> right? I mean, look, how many sponsors can we have on? <laughs> we just named off a bunch of them, didn't mm. we? So you need to contact <laughs> us. All right, sidebar. Yeah, and so one of the other ones that's big. Yeah, contact us for that. One <laughs> other one that is really big that I was like, oh wow, I didn't even know all these were under this brand was Bosch. So they mm-hmm. have, of course, Bosch Power Tools. They've got Diablo which is Blades, Vermont American, which is Blades, uh, Freud, which is the another Blades, Dremel, Rotozip. Those are all Bosch companies. And then the other, the other one that I thought was interesting that had a bunch of different brand names under it, there's actually two of them. So you've got uh, Chevron, which has Ego, Skill, like Skillsaw, and a bunch of other brand names that I'm not too familiar with, uh, Devon and Tron. And then the other one I thought was super interesting, too, was Husqvarna Group. Hmm. They have Husqvarna, Pollen, a lot of outdoor stuff, Gardena, Weed Eater, and so uh, McCulloch. So those guys have a lot of competing names. So, I mean, if you look at that, there's three or four brands of chainsaws that are made by the same parent company. That's crazy. All into the same brand. I wonder what the benefit of is having, like, owning multiple power tool companies with the same name. Do they, I mean, is it that, is it really just branding and that people like a particular brand? They don't even realize that the company is owned by somebody else or that they make similar. Well, products? let's talk about that. That's a good, that's a great question, you know, but if you look at it, let's, let's use the TTI brand as an example. Milwaukee is known for your commercial 
contractor, your heavy duty residential, and then everything commercial. If you're buying a, if you're building a high rise, more often than not in that high rise, you'll see all the tradespeople in that using Milwaukee tools. But that doesn't fit every homeowner. You know, a homeowner doesn't want to go spend 400 bucks for a tool. That's why Ryobi has a great brand name because they are much more homeowner friendly. And Mm. for most people that are just doing some small stuff around, that's great for that. You know, that's a great, yeah, it's a great homeowner, great tool. It's not getting used every day. It's getting used on the weekends, maybe every other weekend. You know, it's perfect for that. There's nothing wrong with that brand if the right people are using it. And that's kind of the key is that you want to make sure that you pair your tool habit out with things that actually make sense because you want to make sure that that you're not buying too cheap of a tool. I mean, I can go down to Harbor Freight, for instance, and, you know, they have the cheapest tools known to mankind, you know, and that that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But like my brother, he needed to polish out his his Airstream trailer. And he went, I'm just going to run down and get one. Well, Mm -hmm. oops. After about, I think seven or eight of those things getting swapped (laughs) out within a week, they kind of went, Hey uh, man, can you go get a higher grade tool? Because um, you were well blowing this out of the water of what it's supposed to be. I mean, so he was just, he was just pounding the thing and it just couldn't handle it. It just couldn't so handle it. It's so kind of like, it's like with a dehumidifier, right? So if you go into your local hardware store and you buy a dehumidifier that's there, right? Maybe you bought a Friedrich or you buy um, a Samsung. Those are good for people who live out in, let's say, Arizona that aren't having to control a lot of water, right? It's like your maintenance, mm-hmm. what you need, your, your quantity is very low. So you can use a real basic, simple thing. But when you get into like the Northeast or where you live, you've got to have a commercial grade dehumidifier removing water because we just have so much of it, right? So it's sort of that same principle. Sometimes you need commercial product depending on what you're doing. Yeah, you've got to just put it together and use it the correct way. Hey, when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about that because that's really important, especially when it comes to saws and some of that other stuff. We'll dive into that just as soon as Around the House returns. What's up? This is Dick and Satchel from Steel Panther, and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G. Yeah. We love Eric G, and you should too. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. Your home improvement source every single week. Thanks for joining us. Hey, make sure you head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com because that's where you can catch the podcast, of course. But when we have contests, you'll be able to enter to win there. Mm. Though we don't have one this week. We've got some coming up here shortly. Uh, Just like we gave away that set of boots. We've got some great ones coming up. Can we say like first name winner? We can say first name winner, can't we? I know it went and to Connecticut, real quick. one of our fans in Connecticut. Yeah, I love it that it, you know, it's, this is the great thing about these contests. And, and let's just say it was uh, David, David from Connecticut. David from we'll Connecticut. Hi, David. Thank you for listening to the show. Mm. And we hope you like yeah, the boots. Thank you for listening to David and you mm. get a free set of boots, which nice. I love. So 
we've got a great thanks iron age for that great giveaway teamed up with our friends over at what tools inside so if you're using the app and it's not working don't worry they're still around just head over to the what tools inside go to the website yep you got it we've been talking power tools because power tools are one of those things that are super important in our diy projects and one of the fun things that we were talking about is just the different brands and stuff you see out there the first tip that I have, if you know, let's say you are going to, you just bought a house and you're going to start like tooling up because you're going to start going, you want to update your tools. So the first question I have for you is what are you going to be doing with these tools? Are you doing a major house renovation or are you just hanging up pictures? You're going to build a couple little projects, maybe put up a fence, that kind of stuff. Cutting some shelves down, putting some shelves up. That kind of thing. You don't need anything crazy. You can go out and get, you know, a Porter Cable, uh, a Craftsman, you know, a Ryobi, one of those. One of those will work great for you. But if you're going to be like, okay, I'm tearing this house down to the studs and uh, we're cutting the whole inside and we're going to do a major remodel. And then I'm going to go be helping some buddies too. Which <laughs> you got to count that into this. If you're going to be over helping your buddies buddies do stuff with your tools, oh, yeah, this is what you got to watch for. Maybe you want the Milwaukee or the Porter Cable or the Metabo or or the, you know, any one of the different uh, Makitas, all those different kind of more professional Commercial grade. I call it contractor grade or commercial grade. Yeah, you know, there's a contractor grade. Absolutely. You know, and because here's the thing. You want to have one platform to go all the way through. You do. Mm You know, why not have one battery platform? That way you're not, you don't have like eight different chargers sitting around. I'm going to throw a caveat in. I'm going to throw a caveat. Like say you want to invest in a tool because right, tools aren't cheap and you want to invest in a tool, maybe to pass this tool down to your son or your grandson. I mean, are there tools that you can just sort of purchase one and say, hey, you know, this is a really good tool. I'm going to pass it down or I'm going to, I want it to stay in the family kind of thing. Because I know people get like this about their tools. I mean, for sure. It's happened in my family. Hand tools, absolutely. Uh, battery tools, um, the battery is really going to last that long. And as far as, let me back up. Ten years ago, we had a real big problem in the power tool industry where everybody was up, your battery technology was jumping so fast hmm. that it, you never caught, caught up. As soon as you're like, oh, wow, I'm starting to get stuff. Oh, man, they came out with the new stuff. And homeowners, contractors got frustrated because there's a new battery platform. Holy crap. And so there was no universal type stuff to it. And all of a sudden you were replacing all these different tools. The last five to seven years, tool companies went, okay, we're going to build a platform that we can maybe put higher capacity batteries on, Mm. but it's all the tools are going to work. So I don't know how that's going to work moving forward. 10 years from now, I'm sure we're going to have such better power tools. The battery packs are going to be so much different that I think things are going to look so much different that you won't have a tool that you're going to have as a power tool 10 years from now. Like how people pass down tools, it's going to be vastly different. Yeah, and I think it's going to be like when your grandfather gives you that old Black & Decker, um, you know, drill that's got a cord to it or it's, 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 you know, or, or that drum sander that belt sander that's the black one that grandpa hands down to you that was his from 1977. Well, during the flood. I mean, that's sh- all cool. There's sentimental to it, but I don't know if that's going to be your go-to each day with 
way things are going. During the flood, you should have seen the tools I pulled out of this, like, I don't know, 1930s workbench with a, I mean, you know, you had the, uh, I mean, hand tools, Eric, like literally like yeah. they look like picks and all kinds of shavers. And like, it was insane. Nice. <laughs> I love that. See, that's cool stuff right there. That's cool stuff. And that's kind of really what I'm looking for when I get into this kind of stuff is I really want to make sure that you're buying a tool that's going to last, but I also want to make sure that it's going to be a tool that's going to actually work and do what you want it to do now and in the future. But the crazy part is, is I wouldn't plan on giving it to your kids or grandkids 10 or 15 years down the road because I think there's going to be just better technology. Just like now, uh, five years ago, you would have said, oh, you're doing stuff serious. You need to have a cord to it. And right now I'm telling you, if you buy the right tool, you don't need to have a corded tool for anything anymore. That's really cool. All right. So this is my question to you. Five top tools that you are a must have for every homeowner. Like if you're going to, you get, you get five. That's it. You've got to pick five most important tools. <laughs> I love playing Stump so Eric. My, oh, yeah. Uh, this is, you know, this is the thing. I have easily five tools. The first one that I'm going to say, as far as power tools go, is going to be that impact driver. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows that there's the drill. You know, oh, I'm going to get a cordless drill. Yeah, that works. But I think that you're going to probably use the impact driver even more than the drill because nowadays that impact driver is meant for really driving in screws. It's meant to put a screw into a piece of wood, into you know a fence or anything like that. You can also get drill bits that'll fit into that, that'll snap into that same kind of hex bit. So it will work the same as a drill for most homeowners. So I really think that impact driver is your, your first tool that you should have and uh, as long as you've got two batteries and a good charger with that, and make sure that you get drill bits that are made for an impact driver, and it'll work great. So explain to people, because we have all kinds of listeners on the show, the difference between a drill and an impact driver. So if someone's going down and they and they don't know much about home improvement, but they're going to start doing things, how, why do they want yeah. this and how do they use it? So that drill is going to have that adjustable chuck on the end where you tighten it down and you twist it down and you it grabs the outside of the drill bit. An impact driver has this little collar that you put and it snaps in the bit that goes into that. So it could be a screwdriver bit. It could be a drill bit, but it's got that hex on the end of it. And that's how that works. And so those to me are just some of the best all around tools for you know, if you're going to get that first tool, that's the first one that I would get just so you can fasten things together. Now, Caroline, when we come back, what I want to talk about is the other four, because these are big ones. And I've got some honorable mentions that we should do no, on the side of that, which I are maybe not. I didn't give you a sidebar. I said five. Well, Cheater. I think we need to have some, <laughs> I, but these aren't power tools. These are going to be hand tools. And I think we should have the go with these that complement them, if you know what okay. I mean. Okay. Okay. All right, we'll be back just after these important messages. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you're listening to Around the House. Hey, 
Hey, this is Ron Keel, the Metal Cowboy from Keel, the Ron Keel Band and Steeler. We are rocking around the house with Eric G. Raise your fist, make your stand. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. This is where we talk home improvement each and every weekend for you, plus our midweek special during the week. Thanks for joining us. Hey, make sure that wherever you listen to the podcast out there, and thanks for listening on the radio show as well, that you catch us first. You can get us over on our website, which is around the house online. But no matter where you're listening, subscribe or, you know, jump in and follow that. Depending on which platform you use, you can follow, you can subscribe. It's free no matter what. But the cool thing is it will tell you when the new episodes come out. And as we have some new stuff, we might sneak a few midweek episodes in coming up as we get new stuff coming in. So I don't want you to miss that. So make sure you subscribe and follow. And we love fan mail, like mail. We want to know what's going on, what you guys are thinking, ideas for shows, things you'd like us to talk about. You know, we're talkers. So we'll get the information to you. Let us know what you want. Yeah, feedback is great. And hey, make sure that uh, if you like what you're hearing, uh, feel free to drop on a... uh, a really uh, cool review for us. We always like reviews on those podcast players because that's really important. But only as good well. reviews because you don't want to make me cry. <laughs> only good reviews. I like it. I like it. All right. We've been talking power tools and I know we're going to run out of time on this if we don't watch it. So I'll, <laughs> I'll uh, be, be careful of everyone's time here. But when you're talking power tools, you know, we were just talking about my first of the five that you should have. Now, the first thing you should have, of course, is that impact driver. And that's really good for putting in screws. You know, you can actually use it for drilling, too. What I like it for is if you're putting together, like, two big pieces of wood and you have to put one of those big, like, leg bolts or one of those really long two, three, four, five, six-inch bolts, (laughs) they can handle that, where a drill won't. Most of the time, you're just going to take that drill and make it really, really upset and overheat it. So depending on the tool that you've got. (laughs) So that's an important one. So number two, I think, and let's not put these in order so much. I'm just going to say this is the second one on there. The second one I'm going to say is a circular saw, Mm. you know, like a seven and a quarter circular saw. So you can cut lumber, a piece of plywood, you know, anything wood, a shelf, any of that. And to be honest, all of these tools, and I'm going to put this little asterisk, all of these tools should be cordless. There's no need to buy a quarter tool anymore. And that's why when you go to the store, yeah, there's no reason to go quarter anymore. Mm. Yep. No more cords. No need. No need. Go battery power with any of these. So that circular saw is going to be great and get the better. My advice is to get the best circular saw that you can afford in the platform you want. Because if you buy the low quality one, it's not going to go as long. Battery power is really key on that. So make sure that you've got a high amp hour battery for no matter what brand you're using. Make sure that you've got the right power for that. Otherwise, it'll run out of gas on you. What size battery are you recommending? Well, here's the thing. When you're looking at a lot of these, you know, you'll see. Let's get into another one. This is a good conversation (laughs) with this. So Milwaukee has, for instance, their M18. DeWalt has their 20 volt. But here's what's funny. It's not really 20 volts. It's 18 point something. They round it up 
Because in the United States, they call it 20 volts. In hmm. Europe, because of truth and packaging laws, they can't call it 20 volts. Ah. It has to be 18 point something. It's so, like, it's like the zero VOC paint that doesn't exist. There's no such thing as zero VOC paint, FYI. Correct. There's always That's VOC. how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. That's Marketing. when you look at this and go, oops, <laughs> it's not real. I mean, they're kind of rounding the numbers a little bit. So that's one of those things. But, I, you know, for instance, with the Milwaukee, which I'm very familiar with, they have the different size battery packs, which really just means how many of those little round cells are in each one of those battery packs. Milwaukee, I've got stuff from 18 volt that's got two amp hours up to 12. And those can be very expensive batteries, but they give so much more power. So you have your amp hours and then you have the volts. And those amp hours are just kind of the the horsepower behind that battery. So you always want to have the bigger engine without making the tool too heavy. So you want that amp hour battery to be heavy, higher number, for that circular saw because you will need it right there. So it's like having a fast car. You want to have a lot of torque. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the cool thing with batteries these days is a lot of the better manufacturers, they have computers inside these tools that actually will tell it to throw more torque at something when it needs it. Hmm. So they're getting smarter and smarter as they go, which is great. Okay. So my so we- third tool, my third tool, I want to get to this one before we go out to break in a few minutes, because again, we're going to run out of time. It's what we always do on these things. That third tool I'm going to say is going to be, I'm going to use the the Milwaukee brand name for it, but it's the Sawzall. Mm, I love the Sawzall. That's my favorite. Right? <laughs> and the here's best. the thing with the Sawzall. This is probably during a natural disaster can be your best friend. It was my best friend during two floods. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And so you can have that. You can get long, like, 12-inch blades that are meant to cut, like, tree branches and stuff. You can get wrecking blades. It cuts like butter. It cuts like butter. (laughs) So, you know, if you're, like, at Carolyn's office there where you had to be (laughs) cutting up stuff to get it out of the street and stuff from your little jaunt with the hurricane there Mm. you know it'll cut through tree stuff really well but if you're tearing stuff apart you can get one of those wrecking blades that'll cut through metal it'll cut through Mm -hmm. steel it'll cut through even cast iron if you get a cast iron blade like you don't have to worry about it smoking i mean it's a clean cut like it's like exactly now one little secret to these blades when you're cutting metal and things like that dial the rpms down Make sure that you slow that down to about half speed because a lot of those blades will last you forever if you don't smoke them. Mm-hmm. If you get in there and pull the, the trigger <laughs> on a high on metal, you just, you're throwing away that $6 blade. And it's not the blade's fault. It's your fault for not using it correctly. So use that thing at quarter to half speed, slow it way down. It will last and cut a lot better for you. So, Dial it off 11, people. Slow down <laughs> when you're drilling or doing metal. Don't be drilling like a maniac. <laughs> yeah. Keep it calm Slow and smooth. Slow it on down. <laughs> Slow it on down, and it'll be all okay. So that's the key right there. I mean, that's one of those things that uh, that I, I think that is really smart. 
Now, the next tool Number that four. I think is really important, I think we can squeeze this in before we go out to break here. And I'm torn on this, but it's my favorite. It's the multi-tool. It's the the long tool that has the little blade on the end that you can flush cut or sand or anything else. It's the, basically it's called a multi-tool. And so it can be used as a flush cut blade. You can sand with it. Nice. Um, you can do so many things with that. And it is amazing for cutting stuff up. I don't think I've ever seen that. Can you describe it to me? Because I that's not something I don't think I have. Or maybe yeah, I do when I so. Yeah, sure. actually, you know, let's do this. Let's, let's go out to break because I want to really dive into this because this is probably my favorite tool for doing home improvement projects. Nice. And so really what this thing does is it gives you the ability to really cut things flush where it cuts things off. So if you have something that you need to cut flush, you can do it without chewing everything up. We're going to come back with a demo and Eric's going to demo it so you can hear it. You got it. it. We'll do that here. So Mm -hmm. a quick message for all our listeners out there. Make sure you head to Around the House online or follow us on any one of the different social media platforms so we can get you information all during the rest of the week. Now, when we come back, we'll play with some power tools. We'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. Today's indoor air quality tip is brought to you by Pyramid Heating and Cooling and PyramidHeating.com. Gas and electric cooktops and ranges can add more indoor air pollution to your home than any other item. Your range hood needs to be correctly vented all the way outside of your home. Make sure that it's not vented just into the attic as that can create more mold and pollution issues. You know those recirculating hoods do not do a great job of removing those pollutants and moisture from the air. You gotta have that air vented outside. When you're cooking, make sure you're actually using that hood to get all that bad air outside of your kitchen and not moving around. If you have a larger hood over 400 CFM, make sure you hook up makeup air to replace that air. Because if you think about it, 400 CFM is like 400 basketballs per minute of air. An open window can help you, but there's nothing more efficient that can help you than a great functioning range hood. To thrive in the great indoors, visit PyramidHeating.com, Oregon CCB 59382. That's PyramidHeating.com. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source every single weekend. This is not your grandma and grandpa's radio show and podcast. Thanks for joining us today. (laughs) It is not. We have actual tools. Eric is going to demo this tool for you right now. I love it. We're going to talk about this. So the multi-tool is great. And uh, this is kind of number four on the list here that I think is really important. This tool is just one of those things that um, you can use so many places around the house. For instance, if you have like a nail sticking up someplace that you need to cut off, you can't, you know, take it out or it's just hanging up and you're, you've, you've just, you can't remove it. You can go in with the multi-tool and cut that off flush so it's flush with the piece of wood beneath it. Or if you've got a piece of molding that you need to cut off flush, it's great. What I like it for is if you're installing an electrical outlet someplace, you can cut square corners with it hmm. without having to get in there and do stuff. So... It's great. You can get all these different blades for it. You can get sanding tips for it where you sand into corners. It does all these different things. And so I'm going to just kind of show you the sound of it because you can't yeah, see um, this he's, on He's showing me, vision. so I want to see him. He's going to cut. We're going to cut something. And she's okay, going to show, show me you how here. it works. Okay. So basically, this just turns on. 
going right across the wood. Nice. Beautiful. And I just cut through a big thick, you know, uh, stir stick for the paint right there. Yep. Stir stick. Clean off. Worked really well for that. So that's, that is great. The other thing I like using it for is like shims and things like that. So if you're oh, setting good. a door or cabinets and you got to cut those shims out of the way, freaking awesome for that. It is it's awesome flexible. It's got like a, a flexible front. Yeah, on there's it. a little flex to the blade. Mm-hmm. You can go in there. There's a lot of different things you can do. So anyway, one of those things that is one of my favorite tools out there to use. Nice. Now, the last one that I'm going to say out of my top five, and there's a lot of tools out there that I really like, but the top five is probably going to be a sander, like an orbital sander, mm-hmm. like one of those dual orbit sanders that are that are battery powered. I've got a great battery powered one. I love it. And it's funny because I used to have all these air tools and these air tools take over my shop. Not anymore. I got a battery powered one. And so now I don't have a cord or a hose. No more cords. Episode. Which makes for a safer workplace anyway. <laughs> it does, because so. you don't get tangled up. You don't have to worry about the cord being in your way, right? I mean, yeah, that's just... and it works out really good. So that sander is the other one that I think is is really, really important. Now, outside of power tools, I think there's some things that that I think every homeowner should have. And these are really important things that you need for taking on projects. One of them is going to be a few different sizes of levels. Oh, you like I want to see just like a little tiny, small, like Mason's level. And then I want to see you have maybe a three foot or a four foot. And then I wouldn't mind you having a big six foot if you're doing a big project. And you need it for everything. Like, I mean, Oh my gosh. I mean, just when I was putting together the brand new dehumidifier, right. I had to make sure it was level. So I threw a level on top of it. So anything, I mean, just, projects if you're lining up a television if you're trying to bat making sure something's on the wall straight i mean you just need it yeah the other thing that you can do too is which is really handy is uh there's now lasers out there too that you can do i've got uh a digital level there's laser ones there's a lot of different things out there so have some fun with technology if you can afford it go for it get some lasers get some cool stuff if you got some coins sitting in your pocket burning a hole in your pocket oh yeah that's good for projects (laughs) Now, there's a lot of different things that I think, you know, that I think that are really smart when you start getting into this is I think you should have some tool stored someplace, you know, whether it's a small toolbox or things like that or a bigger one. So you can keep these things put away. Now, one trick with any of these batteries and power tools is you want to have a piece of countertop or someplace that you can charge these batteries at. But you don't want the battery sitting on the charger 24-7. You charge the battery, you take it off there, because you don't ever want to have a fault where it overcharges that battery. Like That's how phone. garages burn down. Yeah, And it's also like your phone. You don't want to keep it over. They always tell you, you know, charge it and then take it off the charger. Yep. Don't overcharge these things, because that's how you get yourself into a world of troubles. And uh, if the battery is damaged, that's how you... If the, it looks like it's swelling up or something like that, take it back to the manufacturer and make sure, because that means that that battery, if it looks damaged, like it's swelling up, that is on its way to being a fire. So make sure that you've got that taken care of because nobody wants a fire in their house for that. I mean, that's the that's how, the damage how, there is make sure you're not going to catch something on fire. How about where to store these things? So like I have a shed, okay, which is an unconditioned space. It's detached from the house. Are there any mm-hmm. requirements with the batteries? Like, you know, if you are these things that should be stored in climate control? Yeah, I would rather see them in a, you know, here's the thing. Batteries don't work as well 
when you're talking, you know, when you're talking about them in the cold, for instance, if you are in the, the deep, dark cold of winter where it's minus five degrees outside, that battery's not going to work as well as if it was at room temperature. So make sure I've had plenty of friends that in the middle of winter don't like using those batteries because um, they didn't store them right. They kept them out in their truck all night and yeah. they got cold and just like any battery, it doesn't work as well. So probably in an attached garage versus an outside shed to store back yeah. those batteries. Yeah. And then also the st- that's where they're plugged in. Right. So in mine, we've got them plugged in, in the garage, especially for the, the trimmer and the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the other power tools that we have. So it, they're all plugged in in there, but. Yeah. It's the smart way to go. Um, I mean, that's one of those things that I just want to make sure that everybody kind of treats them right. At the same point, you don't want them in your 115 degree car, or 120 degree car mm-hmm. when it's uh, summertime and you're, you're in, uh, you know, Palm Springs, you know, it's, those are things that you really just got to be careful with. So keep that dialed back and make sure that you can do, you know, you could store them correctly because nobody wants a fire. For your fo- top five, Eric, any maintenance that you have to do to those to just keep them maintained or anything you recommend? Keep them clean. It's really that simple. I mean, what do you clean them with? I mean, do you have just a wipe them down? I mean, I just mm-hmm. wipe them down, you know, damp, damp rag. rag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just clean them up. You know, if you get paint or something on it, get it wiped off. Just keep your tools clean and you're good to go and you're going to be fine. That's the key there. Now, safety devices are really important with this. So I'm going to want you to be wearing, you know, good safety glasses, you know, and that kind of stuff. If you're doing lots of cutting, a face shield's even better. Protect mm-hmm. that pretty mug. We want to make sure that everybody's not oh, getting well, their face you. cut up. And there we go. You. There we go. There and I can tell you, you know, definitely wear something to protect your eyes. Because when I was doing a lot of wood cutting, that was me. <laughs> but I, I got so many little particles in my eyes after doing that, Eric. I, I had glasses on, but it still went around my eyes. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you don't realize how fine those particles are. And they can just get into your eyes and get little pieces of wood in there. So it is important. You need to wear yeah, some kind two of my, Two of my favorite safety glasses are from... Milwaukee and 3M and they've got a little seal that goes up around them. So they're a pad nice. there. And I need they those. keep a lot of those things from getting around that. And so those are good. For people who are buying these tools, maybe they don't have experience. I mean, how do you know when it's getting dull or when you need to have it sharpened? Well, when you're just fighting it, you know, when you're trying to drill through some wood and it's smoking uh, and yeah. it's not, that's one of those that that's really key there. And maybe it's time for a new set of bits. And these days bits are so inexpensive. You can probably almost get it bought cheaper than taking them down and get them resharpened. So that's unfortunate, but sometimes a new one is cheaper than paying for somebody to go in and get it dialed in. See, every, you learned everything you need now. Now everybody go out and get your five top tools and start building something. Yeah. And man, I tell you what, I've got everything from, I can, I've got a concrete saw. Actually, it's over my head back here. Yeah, there and, it is. And it, there it. it is. From chainsaws to air nailers, which are now, you know, battery-powered nailers. We have all those different things. I have, I can go out with a uh, battery-powered, that runs off one of my drill batteries. I can air the the, the tires up in the car. That's you know. huge. The compre- You know what? I got to get one, a, comp- a battery-packed compressor. Oh, it is amazing. You Just need to give me a name. And- I need a name. What brand? All right. I use the Milwaukee M12 one. That thing is awesome. Takes a That's little done. tiny battery. And it's smaller than a lunchbox. Because I'm sick of using my cord. I, I, for anybody who knows me with tires, I have a, a not a good track record. And also when you drive certain cars, 
when the temperature changes, you'll get a low pressure reading. So I constantly have to use this compressor and I'm constantly going out and getting a plug. So I'm done. M12 Milwaukee. M12 Milwaukee one. It's great. That thing is awesome. And it's digital. So you can just set it to whatever exact you want. And it takes up to there and it turns off. Um, That's Christmas presents coming. You got it. You got it. Well, Caroline, that's it for Power Tools today. We have run out of time. It goes so fast. It does. Well, make sure everybody head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com for more information about any of the stuff we're talking about. Actually, I'll put up a blog post. I'll put up a blog post over there and show you my favorite tools that uh, you can take a look at over there at AroundTheHouseOnline.com this weekend. So take a look over there, and we'll put it up in the post. And I'll have some pictures so you know exactly what we're talking about. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around Around the the House. Discovered anyway, I'll be on the mean. Love is a love song, let's be lovers. We're all over the radio. Take my hand, I know where to go. All over the radio. Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.